Hey, pals, welcome to Team Up Moves. I'm Fiona. And I'm Stephanie, and this is the podcast where we play superhero-themed role-playing games and then talk about them. It is our 10th game. It is our 10th run. Stephanie, what are we playing? We are playing Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway, published by Magpie Games. This is a game that is incredibly near and dear to both of our hearts. And we have some fantastic people to play it with. But for starters, let's just kind of let you know a little bit about what you're going to hear. Yeah. This is a Powered by the Apocalypse game that is a kind of system, and the players choose playbooks, and those are characters defined not by their powers. It's not like, well, you can fly and you're a shapeshifter, but rather by what kind of narrative arc those teen heroes have. So that, for example, the outsider is defined by coming from someplace far away and not like regular Earth society. And the bull is defined by the organization that made them a weapon, the beloved they want to protect, and the rival they want to show up. There are a number of basic playbooks and then some advanced playbooks. And if you are a PC in masks, you choose one of those stories that defines who you are. Like pretty much every Powered by the Apocalypse game, when things get uncertain, the players are going to be rolling two D6 dice and then adding one of their labels. These are stats that define aspects of who they are as a person and a superhero. There's the danger score for how much damage or physical violent impact they can have. The mundane score for how well they connect with other people. And then also freak, superior, and savior. Based on the result, a 10 or more, that's going to be a full success. The character is basically going to get what they want. Seven to nine is a mixed success. They get what they want, but there's going to be some other complication that drives the story forward. And then six or minus, that is a failure. The details of which are going to be up to me, the GM. Now, those five labels can change, and they don't all get better based on your experience the way they would another kind of game. Instead, They can go up and they can go down depending on your interactions with other characters if those characters have influence over you. And an important part of the mask's mechanic is figuring out who has influence over you. And that means you care what they think. If a character, NPC or a PC, has influence over you, that means their opinion of you and their expectations about you affect your opinion of yourself. I think the last thing that's worth mentioning is that the stats that the characters have are not how good they are at blasting, etc. It's all about the context in which they're using their powers. If they're directly engaging a threat, triggering that move in Powered by the Apocalypse parlance, they're going to be rolling plus danger. But if they're unleashing their powers to overcome an obstacle or otherwise just push themselves, that's going to be a roll plus freak. This is a great system that leads to big feelings and dynamic action, and we had a tremendously good time playing it. I was just floored by where this game went, and I'm so happy that we can bring this to you. So let's do that. And if you're ready, Steph. So ready. Let's go to the tape. All right, let's get into this. Steph, how you doing? I am so happy to be playing Masks with 
you and our amazing guests right now. We're finally playing masks. masks. It's been a long time coming. Masks. We have some amazing people to share this with us. And let me introduce the first. So you know them as the GM of Dice Comics and cast member of Someplace to Be. There, it's Mr. Mask on Twitter and other places. Indy, welcome to the show. I'm super glad to be here. Thanks for having me. And I am so happy to have on the show uh, a podcaster I've been listening to for a while, uh, an inspiration, a creator, James Malloy. He is the GM and a bunch of other things for Protean City Comics and the co-host of the continuing podcast, Stop, Hack, and Roll. Hello. Hi. It's a pleasure to be here. Yay. Well, we are playing mass. We're getting into that teen superhero mindset. We are going to start at a high school basketball game. Just, you know, get get kind of into that. But let's first quickly just kind of describe your characters and, and maybe their powers real quickly. And then, you know, we'll see them in, in action, I'm sure, before too long. So, James, why don't you go first? Who are you playing today? I am playing Artie. He is an outsider. If you ask him his name on Earth, he will probably tell you that his name is Artie Book. But Book is not really a name. It's more of a location because he's not from Earth. He's from a storybook. Um, and so like, it was one of those. He came through the book the first time someone asked him what his name was. They were looking for a, a, a family name and he had a book in his hand. So he said Artie Book. <laughs> and so he's from a not quite a Thorian, uh, Arthurian legend and he had like he has a wizard friend, a king who he or he serves, um, a princess best friend. He thinks he saw a dragon one time, and through uh, uh, some 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 something, um, some magic probably, he came out of that storybook and into the real world. And so he has a magical sword, and he can kind of like write in the book and change things about himself to transform a little bit. Very cool, Indy. Who are you playing? I am playing Eka Lanyon. So Eka's whole thing is that because it's the Janus playbook, which is the, you know, the mask playbook that is sort of centered around conflict between the civilian identity and your superhero identity. Eka's whole thing is that he's uh, sort of a kid who's like on the bad, you know, bad side of the tracks, um, foster kid, no real so- sort of stable home life. He accidentally swallows a, a mutant gecko um, on a field trip. You know, it's kind of a <laughs> Spider-Man twist thing. And once he realizes that... On a he dare. Has, yeah, just a little. <laughs> and uh, once he realizes he has these new gecko-based powers, he's like, oh, sweet. I don't have to... Like, I can kind of do what I want. And so he goes on that kind of... You know, that binge that uh, Shazam goes on in that movie where him and Freddy are just like, oh, we can do whatever we yeah, want. Yeah, he has yeah. like a week of that. Just like sleeping in hotels or houses where people aren't around. And he gets a bit cocky. He gets a bit, a bit ahead of himself. And he picks a fight with uh, an Arcadian gang called uh, the, I believe I, I call them the Batsmen. Yeah. Who all carry around different kinds of like sporting bats. And <laughs> he gets a bit cocky, a bit ahead of himself. And the Batsmen actually, you know, knock him out pretty bad. And he's, you know, left for, um, left for basically dead, you know, on the street or whatever. And he's found by um, this bartender called uh, Adelanian who takes Eka in, nurses him back to health, um, tries to sort of, introduce structure into his life and sort of, you know, turn things around for him. And simultaneously, he realizes that, oh, wow, like this one person has kind of shown me kindness that, you know, the kind of kindness I've been looking for most of my life. And he tries to, you know, turn himself around, turn, you know, finds a newfound sense of pride and responsibility, and eventually picks up the mask of Gecko in order to facilitate that um, a little bit more. I have a whole origin story thing where the same gang turns up 
to mess with the bar and they knock out the bouncer and, and you know, and, you know, Echo feels horrible about it. And that's when he picks up the mask. But well, I don't need to go into all of that. That's the bare, bare basics. And yeah. it's one of those situations where when I started coming up with it, I just kind of I fell in love with it as it went on. Like mm, I love it. I, I kind of want to know what the costumes look like. Like, who should I be? What, what do I see when I, I see these stories? You know, let's let's do that. Like in, in your opening panel, like oh. in, your, in your entrance panel. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Uh, Stephanie, who did you bring? Yeah, so Kara Rathers is known as Braid. She is a transformed playbook. And she was in a train accident in a car with her parents who survived. Everybody survived, but she got braided with this alternative energy source that scrambles dimensions. And she can braid her own matter and energy with the matter and energy and function of anything she's near. So if she's near a gas stove, part of her might turn into iron or light on fire. If she is near a whole bunch of pencils, she might turn into wood or graphite, kind of one arm. That happened taking an exam once and there was a graphite cloud all over the room. She's kind of afraid to go to school because she looks weird. She's constantly having to concentrate in order to not take on the aspects of what's around her. And if you look, just look at her for more than a couple of minutes, you're going to start to see parts of her that are shifting in response to the materials in her environment. So it's a lot. Yeah, it's it's a lot. She's kind of, she would like to defend the innocent and protect the city and do something other than have people say, you know, I can't hang out with you anymore. You give me a headache. But so far, that's pretty much what she's gotten. All right. Yeah. Well, let's let's do that that opening scene then. And so we are going to start at the city championships for the girls basketball team. You all are attending New Arcadia North High School, mm-hmm. home of the Iron Smelters for the boys team, uh, but the Iron Maidens for the girls team. And you know what? The players resisted the attempts to change it because they thought that was way more badass. So metal. And also, so, so metal. No one would throw <laughs> fish on the court like they do on the boys' team. But <laughs> what? Smelts? Yeah, you know. Anyway, so it's the high school, it's the city championship. They're playing against Bishop Academy, which is a local uh, preppy sort of private school, uh, Bishop Academy Sirens. And we're getting kind of early in the fourth quarter on this. Now, all of you are in attendance. Mm-hmm. And my question is, why? What brings you to this basketball game? Do you have a connection with the players? Do you just like basketball? Why are you here? Stephanie, why don't you go first? I was the... or Actually, I'm going to switch into character names now. Yes. So, uh, so Carol, why don't you go first? So I was the team manager before I transformed. So these are my friends. And... I miss them and I'm rooting for them and I'm not sure what they think of me. Uh, They asked me to quit after I transformed because I showed up in the locker room and I tried to pass out their equipment and I kept turning into like sweaty cotton undershirts and basketballs and bouncing. And the time that I almost, you know, bounced into, uh, bounced into our point guard, (laughs) they were like, I'm sorry, Kara, but you, you literally can't do this job without hurting us. And, and I miss them. I miss them. Mm. The, the the point guard's name, by the way, is is uh, Carly Moore. Oh, Carly Moore. Yeah, that's a real person. Really? I'm pretty sure there's a Carly Moore. I'm sure. I think I, I know. That's two common names. <laughs> okay. If it's Carly Carly Tia Moore. 
Yeah, well, she's, she spells it C-A-R-L-E-I-G-H. Oh, that's good. Carly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Trans girl's going to do their thing. <laughs> and she's the point guard? Okay. I really want Carly to, to like me, mm. but I'm not sure if she's forgiven me for turning into orange and white basketball rubber and hitting her in the head. It was a rough day. That's a lot to come back from. Yeah. Artie, what are you doing at the basketball game? I think that, I think that Artie is, is here to enjoy uh, the game. There are no sports on Earth because for some reason jousting is looked down upon. <laughs> but, but this basketball thing seems like it's the closest to a real sport. And so I am here to, to support my friends and my school and, and, and see these, these uh, they're not quite knights, but they are, they are certainly putting up a, a fight and, and Artie can get behind that. Yeah. Now, are you here with Kara? Like, are you getting sort of like the rules explanations from her? Probably, yeah. Artie has no idea how basketball works. <laughs> Kara is very, very into having someone to explain things to. Yes. Lovely, lovely. A lot of like, why can't they just hit each other? Where are their horses? <laughs> right, they finally start <laughs> smacking each other around and, you know, then the whistle starts blowing. Yeah. So at some point, Kara starts explaining why there's no defensive three seconds rule and everyone tunes out. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, like, so we're going in deep then on, on high school girls basketball, different things. Yeah, yeah. These are my friends. I miss them. All right, now, Eka, you are probably not sitting with the two of them no. because you have only a professional relationship with the other heroes. Indeed. Artie and Kara um, only know Gecko, uh, Eka's alter ego, but Eka has a very hard division, or at least he's trying to stick to a very hard division between his civilian and hero life at the moment. In the interest of that, tonight he is, in fact, performing uh, some civilian functions. I think Eka is there because the bar that his uh, foster mom works at, uh, Ada, I think as like a small but reputable business in New Arcadia has sponsored the event. So they're there providing refreshments um, for, you know, both kids and adults and whatever. And I think he's like working his snacks and handing out drinks and, you know, I don't know what you eat in American basketball games. I'm not going to pretend. Maybe it's popcorn. Maybe it's cookies. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you just hand out fries. But whatever. Uh, but whatever kind of snacks, uh, you know, people are looking for. He's got them along with you know drinks, and you know, and he's just sort of there. And he's and the entire time, I think he's handing out drinks and taking in the money and doing all this. He's eyeing Kara and Artie like up in up in the stands where they're sitting. He knows they're there. He's fully aware that they're there, but he can't say anything. And I think it's 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 definitely I'm not going to say killing him, but it's definitely hurting him just a little bit. Mm. It's definitely a bit of a distraction tonight when he kind of wants to be focused on doing a good job and impressing Ada, and you know, really showing that he's you know he can be responsible. He can follow through with the things that he wants to do. Okay, is he avoiding selling snacks in our section? He's he's definitely trying not to not to wander towards that area he's definitely favoring one side of the one side of the court more than the other at the moment yeah yeah i think it, you know it's, it's sort of in in the section you you see people like craning their heads like where's the where's the popcorn person like what's going on you know so, <laughs> y'all are going hungry i really don't want the popcorn person up here because it's hard enough not to turn into vinyl oh god and if there's popcorn and hot dogs yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're get, we're getting to the start of the fourth quarter of this, and again, the the point guard of the Iron Maidens uh, is in foul trouble, and so she's been pulled out of of the game for a bit. So your team is struggling. Uh, actually, the Sirens are now taking a bit of a lead on the game, and if they win, they're going to win the city championship, and and all of the 
accolades that go with that, which are basically just it says you won the city championship on your banner. But you know it, it's it's yeah, it's, it's still important. Deal. It's important it's to the kids. Deal. Yeah. And so their star player is at one point, you know, she's she's got the basketball, she's dribbling down the court, and she stops and she holds it. And suddenly the the basketball turns into I think what is probably best described as the most chibi ass porcupine, just like a round fat boy. Ooh. But again, roughly basketball size in her hand that screams in anger and starts shooting quills out from its body. Now, Artie, you recognize this, which surprises the crap out of you yeah. because porcupuffs are a common nuisance in the world where you come from. some There are some parts of the forests that are just like overrun with these. And it, it's almost like a trial, like, oh, the knight went through and dodged the porcupuffs and when it's able to appease them or whatever. Anyway, there is one right now on the court screaming and injuring people. And you hear other screams around you as more porcupuffs start appearing in the stands. Ooh. Artie, I think I want to start with you here, okay. again, you're the first one who can, it's like, you recognize this and maybe that's a little shocking. What do you do? I think that there is, there's like, there's a brief moment where when it, it's, when he first sees the first one where he's excited, he didn't know that porcupuffs were a thing on this, in this world. <laughs> and he's like, okay, now this is a sport. There's like, the, <laughs> someone must have, have triggered something and the referee activated the porcupuff, but then he starts to hear them like in the in the stands and 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 maybe and other people are very concerned and he looks around and he can kind of like read the room and so i think that he, he like so he he's going to he's going to stand up and he's kind of like he's he always he hasn't quite gotten the right the the hang of of earth clothes yet and so he's wearing like his his fantasy boots with like some like red joggers and then like his tunic and then uh like a leather jacket over top of it. And it's just like this, all this weird, like mix match textures and colors and stuff. He pulls out his magic sword, Galvandor, the, the magic sword given to him by Martin, the wizard. <laughs> um, and he's just going to stand up and shout, uh, don't fear. I'll save you. And, and hurl, uh, throw himself off of the, the stands and start running towards the, the, the center of the basketball court. All right. So a whistle blows and we get a, super villainy timeout. So this is just like, this is like written in the rules in New Arcadia. Like this stuff happens enough that there's sort of like a three minute timeout <laughs> for whoever is around or whatever to deal with the situation. And if time expires, like if, if it doesn't get sorted out in that amount of time, because they have played three fourths of the game, it, it will just get called there at the current <laughs> score, which will mean that the New Arcadia North High team will lose. We don't want that. Yeah, no, it's bad. Also, if this goes longer than three minutes, there are probably other problems, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> so things are a little, but again, a little bit of chaos as, you, as you're you're running out there. Kara, Braid, you are right next to Artie when this happens. What do you do? How many porcupuffs are there? Are there like 50 or five or? Uh, let's go with probably around a, a dozen across the two sides of the court. Okay, I want the game to continue. I want my friends to win the game, and I want to. I want Artie to, to be impressed. So I'm going to follow Artie down to the court, look around, and see if I'm close enough to any of the porcupines to use my powers. Okay. Now, how are you? How are you dressed this evening? Oh, I am not in costume. I am wearing like a black sleeveless t-shirt 
And um, what are the what are the colors for the the Iron Maidens? Oh, well, that's a good question. Um, black is probably involved, but mm-hmm. I think we can uh, toss it out for what you would want another the other color to be. I think they're black, white, and purple. Okay, regal. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's another reason why Artie is on board. Like, it's a very <laughs> royal color. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a uh, black sleeveless t shirt, purple and white like tie dyed cutoffs and a purple choker necklace and um little like cheap ass like from Claire's uh dangly white earrings and um purple and white sneakers and also I've got like purple and white ribbons tied around my calves because the more materials a I think it's cool and it supports my friends b the more materials I am like attached to that I'm in contact with the less the chance is that I'm going to turn into something I encounter that's really forked up. That's fair. So I look like this super fan, which is correct. And I'm racing down the stairs of the bleachers toward the court after Artie and looking for some porcupuffs that I can leap at and defend people against. Finally, I want to go over to Eka. You hear this commotion. You see your two super pals rushing to do something. What do you do? This this is the moment where I think in his head, Eka knows he has to make a decision of like, am I going to stay here and try and shepherd people out as like me? Or am I going to run the fray with my friends, but obviously have to find somewhere to change before that happens? And in his head, I think he knows he's he 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 has been looking for an excuse all night to talk to Artie and Kara. And whether or not uh, he's doing the right thing by dressing up and running in there instead of just helping people as him, he knows that this is the opportunity to at least get some time with them, you know, before the night is out. I, I, I think in a very Clark Kent-esque way, he just sort of accidentally spills a couple of the snacks on some people who haven't quite noticed yet and goes, oh, whoops, sorry. Oh, well, what's that? And um, <laughs> sort of drops everything and just runs towards the changing rooms. He like barrels in. Whips off his jacket, whips off... Uh, it's the Spider-Man thing where he's got the suit underneath already. He's been wearing it all night. But he's got the, the mask in his pocket. And shirt comes off, pants comes off. He's there in the suit. It's it's green, it's black. There's a little uh, gecko-like silhouette just on the chest. Yes. The gloves themselves have like tiny little pads just on each of the fingers that you can see. Aww. But the, all the stickiness is him. That's mostly just... Uh, that's just for show. And he pulls out the mask where it's got, you know, the classic big, rounded, you know, Spidey, Deadpool bug eyes. But uh, when he puts it on, they've got like little, uh, it's like little uh, pixelated, I want to say, I want to say pupils on the mask that can sort of move independently and move with his eyes and sort of like form different images. So like, you know, if, if um, we want to accentuate something, they can look angry or it can form like a love heart with the pixels or whatever, oh, wow. <laughs> just so he can be a little bit more expressive. You were saying before the show that, that Benny the Bouncer is, is in the like superhero costume design this feels like a senior project level, like this eye stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Benny the bouncer bounces uh, because he uh, he has to pay for his classes in superhero fashion design at uh, you know the Neo Arcadia Institute for Design. No sad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm I'm sure I messed up the acronym there. Oh, it's totally fine. Yeah, it's the acronym is literally messed up as part of the fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's courtesy of Benny the bouncer, and um, I think I, Gecko is definitely the kind of superhero that has a catchphrase when he jumps in. So he bursts out of the changing room, classic, you know, big jump, arms behind him, legs right up, flies over to the basketball court, just yelling, let's go, Gecko! And uh, lands right next to, uh, <laughs> right next to Artie and Kara. Love that. Okay, so Artie, you charged in here first. 
how are you doing this? You 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 going in swinging? You going in how? What's what what can we roll for? Is is the real question? Yeah. So I think well. So so the the, the biggest problem was that one one of these Porky Puffs was being held by one of the players, right? Yeah. So I think that he's gonna like he like he leaps off of the the benches and the bleachers, and he's gonna try to grab the Porky Puff away from the player, and then like tackle and roll and get it get it away from her and and maybe throw it in maybe maybe throw it into the basket or something like oh we'll see, we'll see what the role is i think something thematic <laughs> all right this does sound like a defend yeah he's thinking like get it up in the in the netting so it'll get caught okay and it just happens to be the thing that you do with a basketball cool cool all right so yeah so roll it roll a defend this is a roll plus savior all of the roles in this game as i'm sure we mentioned in the intro is 2d6 plus one of your stats that's a six, seven, eight, nine. So that's a hit. On a hit, you do keep them safe. So you get that Porky Puff away before it does, you know, I'm, she's got some scratches at least, but, but no uh, tremendous injury. But on a seven to nine, it does cost you. So expose yourself to danger or escalate the situation. And then also you do get to choose from the list of successes as well. I will expose myself to danger. And I'll take an influence over whoever this person is, I forget okay. if we named them. Yes, yeah, so this is Mary Beth Screed, and she is a uh, well-known member of the Sirens. So you have chosen to expose yourself to danger. Yeah. And I think that danger is is in your hot little hands. It's an angry Porky Puff. Yeah, that makes and sense. And they get really angry. So I think that as you're going to throw this thing and, and get it away from people, it does explode in spikes really close to you. Maybe in your face, maybe just into your armor. We'll see, because you're going to take a powerful blow from this Porky Puff going off. Okay. So this is the one roll in the game that you want to roll low. Yeah, and I don't have any conditions marked, so I rolled a six. When you say explode, does the Porky Puff still exist, or did it go kabloom and it's just spikes? That's a solid question. Um, no, the, the, the Porky Puff still exists afterwards. It is an explosion of spikes, and you can see that it is only momentarily disarmed because the spikes start sort of mm. growing back out. Like a pufferfish kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the, the, they fire, they're, they're literally projectiles. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like all porcupines can do in cartoons. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> or storybooks. Or storybooks. You know? they can, and, and all fiction, porcupines can actually fire their spines with pinpoint accuracy. Yeah. And that's why we love it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so cool. Uh, that's a miss, though. So, Artie, you stand strong. Uh, you get to mark potential. And uh, we'll see if we get to we get to five. Someone's going to advance by the end of this session. Mary Beth is safe. She goes running over to her side of things. And let's go over to... Okay, so where are the puffs now? The one that exploded, is it just out there on the court or is it stuck in a net? Um, I think it, it got so far as to get stuck in the net. Yeah, and you sort of see it up there and like the spines are sort of slowly re-rowing. Okay. There are then just a handful just among the bleachers. Among the bleachers. Okay. And between me and the bleachers at this point is the team, right? Like, if I want to get into the audience and try to wrestle down some of these porcupuffs, I am going to need to get the team off the floor, right? Or on, back onto the floor, away from me. I mean, I, I have the feeling if you start running towards them in a purposeful manner, they will scatter both to let you by and because you are unsettling. Okay, so I'm going to call a, a practice drill. 
And uh, I'm going to shout as I run back up into the bleachers, Albuquerque. Okay. Albuquerque is something we do in practice to give everybody shooting and passing practice, just to get a lot of balls moving around. And it means moving about eight different trash cans onto the court. Okay. And if this works, uh, if, if, if my team uh, hears me and, and feels like listening, they're going to start moving a lot of trash cans onto the court into which we can then throw the porky puffs when you know I and any other heroes who happen to be in the audience who can handle them pick them up and toss them. All right. That's solid. I see no reason to roll for that. I think that just that just works, right? They're they're motivated to to do this, and so yeah, as you're as you're kind of running over, they're like, "All right, yeah, oh hey, it's it's Kara. Um, don't touch her, but <laughs> do what she says. She's we're still good at that <laughs> stuff." So, as I am running in the opposite direction from them, because they're running onto the court with the trash cans, I'm running up toward the closest porcupine, and what I would like to do is transform into whatever the hardest material around the porcupine is. It's going to be metal or the plastic the seats are made of. Aluminum bleachers. Aluminum bleachers. And I would like to try to grab the porcupine with aluminum bleachers hands. And we'll see what happens after that. But the idea is just to, you know, get the aluminum around it so that it can't hurt anybody. Is that a, I, I don't know if that is, that you could make a case for that being plus danger, plus freak, or plus savior. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this. I think this is probably just an unleash. I I, okay. I don't know if the porky buffs are rising to the level of like um, a dangerous threat. Okay. So yeah, if you're just trying to contain this deal, yeah, yeah, unleash your powers. Mechanically, that is the best for me, and uh, that is a seven plus three. That's a ten. Oh heck yeah! All right, so you do it. No downsides. You have successfully contained one porky buff. Mm-hmm. Gecko. You have leapt in here with panache and catchphrases. What do you do? See, I feel like there's quite a lot of act that's happened already, despite my leaping in. So I think at this point, with both Artie and Kara having, you know, moved to actively defend people, I think I think Gecko wants to assess the situation here and just try and get a second eye on on the goings on. Because, it, you know, supervillain attacks, you know, are fairly common, but also the supervillain hasn't showed up yet. We've got a bunch of porcupines here. Something else is going on. So if it's cool with you, I would like to assess this situation. Yeah, no doubt. Roll plus superior. I think I just have a flat zero superior. I just need to... Let's go flat roll. <laughs> That's uh, snake eyes. That's a two. No! Oh, no. First bad roll of the session. Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget to mark potential. Yeah, right. Mark potential. No team is going to save you from that. Let me see how I want to do this. I actively now know less about what's going on. I've forgotten what a basketball game is. <laughs> Start shouting your real name out to people. No. Um, so <laughs> let, let's let's follow the fiction. What, did, what were you doing to try to get a sense of what was going on? I think... Uh, after having leapt in, a gecko was moving about the court, just like ducking and weaving between like hails of <laughs> exploding uh, quills and whatnot, and just uh, flipping up from the wall, then the ceiling, then back down on the ground, just trying to move around, checking that people are still getting out, trying to see what could have brought in these porcupuffs, if anything. Yeah. So in all of the looking around, y- you're doing flips. There's so much chaos that it's it's hard for you to see. And then also your other two heroes are off like 
defending and doing interesting things. So you come down and like you had landed in like, I'm awesome. I'm here. You're kind of alone in the middle of the basketball court, <laughs> having succeeded at nothing. Oh, for sure. For sure. So I would like you to mark insecure. You know, you're the costumed one here and yet <laughs> possibly the currently the most ineffective. That totally tracks. I love that. Okay, <laughs> great. Artie, you're kind of reeling from uh, from the, the, the porcupuff blast, but you shook it off well enough. What's your next move? Yeah, so I think that the he like he pulls a quill out of his like out of his leather jacket and he's going to take a moment to somewhere uh in a in a in a bag that he has like slung around on his on his under the jacket. He's going to pull out the the big magical book. It's not magical, but it's a, the storybook that he's from. Mm-hmm. And so it just says the page knight on the front, which is kind of the name that he goes by here. Um, and he pulls it out and he's got a quill tucked into it. And then one of the, he flips to one of the like kind of more recent blank pages and he writes in it. And then the page knight wore his armor. And there's like a magical kind of like rippling effect as his, as like the clothes change. Um, and he's kind of in a little bit more of a, of a, of a knight's outfit, the, the, the leather transforms into uh, like a metal breastplate that will protect him from the quills a little bit and um his head shifts and and is wearing a helmet now and i'm going to i think i i think i see gecko obviously like land in the middle of the court and kind of um maybe pushing uh the pushing a porky puff that I was I was struggling with into a trash can I will uh like slide over to to gecko and say gecko it's 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 wonderful to have you here have you discovered anything about what is what is the source of these uh like what what is what is driving these porky puffs to 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 do such violence I think gecko takes a moment wishing wishing he could tell he, he that wishing that he had anything to give Artie in this moment, literally any piece of information that could be useful. And um, I think he just looks at Artie and he goes, they're exploding porcupines. They're porcupuffs. You didn't, we've, you've never told me that you had porcupuffs here. I didn't know that we had porcupuffs. So you know, so you know what this is? Well, yes, they're everywhere. They're from your, like, from your super nightly story world th- thing, thing type deal? Yes, they they are they are quite common in the in the in the land of Avandor. Are they not common here? What what's like common? You go, you do you just have them like walking around like like that would, like like peacocks in Philadelphia or something like what? Well, not everywhere, but they're in the forests. You have to watch out for them. Man, if they're not common in your world, then this is much more concerning than I had originally thought. Man, it's incredible how you managed to make me feel jealous yet incredibly scared about where you come from. Whenever you drop a fact, all right. Um, <laughs> do you know how to make these things chill out? Like, do, is there like a, a wait, wait, oh, wait, hang on, hang on. We triggered a move, actually. Oh, yeah. Artie, you have a uh, not-so-different after all. When you talk about your home, roll plus freak. Okay. So, my my freak is one. Ten. Nice. All right. You get to choose two from your list. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to... I'm going to mislead them about my home mm. to take influence over them. I think because you have influence over me already, that means you get to shift my labels if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to do that in a sec. Fun, fun, fun. And I think describe the glories of my home. <laughs> okay. Well, no, wait, hang That's on. That no, wait, That's hang good. on. That wouldn't do anything because I don't have any conditions. So maybe I maybe I confess a flaw of my home, mm. um, which will add a team to the pool. Okay. 
And so I think that the the thing that I'm I'm misleading about is I I start to describe that uh like of like the the, the porcupuffs are they're they're fairly common they're in the they're in the the in every forest but you know uh, and I kind of step closer their natural enemy is the gecko or the closest thing we have to one <laughs> so you should be you should be perfectly uh skilled to take them out using your natural talents and I'm kind of like I I I'm I know that I'm lying but I'm saying this <laughs> to try to like make them feel good about me. Oh, I love that. All right, so you get to you get to shift labels then. What's yeah. your uh, what's your call on this? I think I'm going to I'm going to increase superior mm-hmm. and decrease mundane. All righty. So my mundane is now 2 and superior is up to 1. I am absolutely I am absolutely accepting that because I think I think as soon as Gecko here hears like oh, their natural enemies, the gecko, <laughs> his heart swells up with like, yeah, okay, maybe I can do this. Even though there's a tiny little thought at the back of his head of or what we have closest to one, which his, which, you know, a part of his brain is thinking, okay, is that like a dragon? Is that like a banshee gecko? I don't know what that is, but I'm just gonna leave that for now and focus on the good <laughs> right here in this moment because we need that right now. All right, excellent. So, okay, so good. This was, a, this was an invigorating lie <laughs> then, which, is, you know, we always like to see among friends. A Fleetwood Mac lie. Yeah, yeah there you go. Uh, <laughs> so while this conversation is happening, I want to cut back and see what, what Braid is up to. So... Kara's been running around the bleachers, picking up porcupuffs and disposing of them. And depending on how close they are to the trash cans that are on the basketball court, that is going to require different moves. Because the ones that are closer to the basketball court, like anybody who's got aluminum hands could pick them up and, you know, toss them. But the ones that are farther up, Reed is not actually... You know, good at basketball. And if she tried to... Th- <laughs> she was a manager and not a team member. Yes, yeah. yeah. If she tried to throw them from the top of the bleachers onto the court, she might end up, you know, hitting people or causing an explosion to be bad. So... Let's do those then. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Her judgment's getting worse. What she hopes will happen is that Carly will catch the one she's throwing in a tarp. Because there's a tarp down there. Really? Okay. Yeah, for like, you keep a tarp for when there's like a pipe burst or something, or somebody spills something. <laughs> or you know it's not a tarp, it's just a towel. It's just like a big fluffy towel. Or how about holding the one of the one of the cans, right? Oh, yeah, know. okay. No, that is that is better, yeah. So Carly is is down there with the, one of the empty cans, and Braid is, is shouting, Carly, get two points, and tries to throw it into the can. And it's it's kind of like, you know, anyone who was good at basketball or really any sport could make this easily. Mm-hmm. For, for Braid, I think it's a challenge. Is this plus mundane? Or is I, mean, it, I mean, do I have to roll for it? Yeah, you have to roll for it. I think, I mean, this this falls under Unleash Your Powers to me. Oh, okay. Good. So I'm going to toss this porcupine and uh, that is a uh, 10 plus 3. It's an Unleash. All right, dang. Swish. <laughs> it's it's actually musical uh, as, you know, the porcupine, it's, it's a combination of three sounds. A screaming porcupine, which is weirdly melodious. The sort of like swishy sound of it going through like into the plastic bag mm-hmm. and then the boom of it doing an explosion <laughs> when it's already in the metal garbage can. So it's like a, like a tong kind of thing. <laughs> really impressive. Three points actually from the distance you were in. Uh-huh. Carly says, uh, great, great, grab, grab more, grab more. So that's happening. Clearing out a few more of these. Gecko, you are the natural enemy of porcupuffs. What do you do as that? 
I think Gecko is gonna try and lean into the guts and glory that he's, you know, sort of invigorated himself with now that, uh, you know, Martin's pumped him up. Sorry, that Artie's pumped him up. I don't know why I keep calling him Martin, but I know it's because Martin, Martin the Wizard is an important figure in Artie's backstory. I, I think Gecko is just going to try this time to just charge at a bunch of the uh, Porcupuffs. And with his uh, sticky hand fingers, he's going to try and just start scooping them up in a way that he can just sort of like hold onto them and get them to stick to his hand so they're not sticking to other people. Maybe he'll get pricked. Maybe he won't. But he's just he's he's going all in like no thought. All, all action right now. All right. What do you think that would trigger for you? Oh, no, I think we've been we've been sort of doing these as as unleashes. As unleashes. Okay. Uh, they're not they're not hugely threats. Is I think the line. Yeah. Easy done. I will unleash, and I believe my freak. Oh, my freak is at a minus one. Oh boy. I think I'm, I might be vacuuming up all the bad rolls this session. Let's find out. Uh, that's a seven minus one, which is a six. <laughs> okay. So now that would be a miss. I will point out there are three team in the pool. Oh, please. <laughs> please, please, please. Yeah, I can help. <laughs> I'm probably because we were we were standing next to each other. So Oh yeah, for sure. So maybe maybe it's a um as as you are are you also throwing them back to the trash cans? Yeah, so maybe what I'm doing is I'm like standing behind the trash can so that I can use the the metal like breastplate as a backstop to make sure that they like bounce in. So if you miss a little bit, I can kind of knock it in. Oh, I love that. Yeah. To make sure they don't they don't like go skittering across the the rest of the basketball court. Basketball version of like the bowling bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> we can kind of teamwork a little bit. There you go. Okay, that's good. That's good. I, I think as he's throwing them in, he's saying slam dunk, slam dunk, despite the fact he's not dunking. He's very clearly <laughs> throwing them from the other end of the court, which is slam dunk, slam dunk. <laughs> Slam dunk. Love that. All right. So now on a seven to nine, you have to mark a condition or I have to say how why this is unstable or temporary. I'm I'm happy to mark a condition here. I think, you know what? I think I'll take afraid uh, because he was not entirely sure that this would work. And even while doing it, he's still a little bit terrified. And am I, am I, have I got pricks on my hands? Am I, am I, oh no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. So I think that, that, kind of the last of these are, are, are kind of getting cleaned up. Artie, you've got now a, a trash can full of strange creatures from your world. Mm. What's the next thing that you do? Yeah, so I think as I'm kind of like shuffling around, like serving as a human backstop and like closing, putting lids on the cans as they fill up yes. to make sure that they don't escape. I think this is the time where I spend a little bit of time looking around, trying to figure out like, is there, where are these things coming from? Because All right. they seem like they're from my world, but like I'm from my world and I came from the book, which is in my backpack. They didn't come out of the backpack. So where did they come from? All right, so why don't you roll and assess the situation here? Yes, I can. That is very good. That's a 13. Okay, off the charts. Yeah. Um, you get two questions off of the list, and you'll get plus one forward if you act on the answers. So what do you want to know? I want to know... I want to know what... Um, hmm. I want to know what here is the biggest threat. Like, is are these things themselves the biggest threat, or is there something else that's like summoning them that's a bigger threat mm -hmm. that's kind of what i'm thinking okay yeah i think you're looking around and and sort of your the physical activity that you're doing is is you know you, you don't need to pay as much attention to and, and so you're kind of eyeing the crowds and you see someone sort of skulking underneath the bleachers and they're clearly not running in terror and being chaotic the way that everyone else is 
And I think that probably like as you, you know, as you're kind of studying them, they don't necessarily see you looking back. They drop what looks like a page or piece of paper. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. And dart out of the room. I dart out of the court. So they're the biggest threat. Okay. Or maybe the paper is the biggest threat. Yeah. It's that that whole milieu. For my other question, I'm going to ask, how can we best end this quickly? Mm-hmm. Like this being the problem with the, the, the porky puffs. I think as the page drops, you see it, you see it sort of almost leave behind like a trail of just like little fleckery, f- flickering, flickering flecks of glowing glitter. Uh, just totally alliterating on this one. That is sort of reminiscent of like when you are writing in your book, sometimes that, you know, or, or when you see words appear in your book, there's mm. sort of that same, shall we say, the same comic art treatment is happening. And so stopping that page, stopping that piece of paper, whatever it is, is the key to stopping the Porky Puffs from, from being here. So given that, yeah. what do you do? He's he's looking around. He sees the person, the shadowy figure, running out of the, the gym, but the page behind it has that magical effect. And I think that catches his eye. And I think he says under his breath, flickering flecks of, <laughs> of, okay. of, of what, what was it? Flick, uh, glowing glitter, yeah. <laughs> of, of glowing glitter. Um, like he says it kind of like as an exclamation. Um, and he is going to... Like, make sure that the last lid is, like, on, and uh, if it's the kind of lid that has a latch, then he's going to latch it on, and he will, he's going to yell to his friends, something's afoot, there's, I think, uh, there's there's magic happening, uh, and he's going to run over to, uh, like, under the, try, try to, like, get under the bleachers to see what this page, does it say anything on it, um, or is it just kind of... It just occurs to me as you're yelling... One of the principles of this game is to describe stuff as a comic book panel. Does the letterer have to letter Artie in, like, the old English font? Like, are we getting that every time he speaks? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right, all right. Just wanted to, you know, verify Yeah, because that. sometimes he tries to put on, like, a, an Earth accent, but he can't. <laughs> and then the, the font will change. But mostly yeah. it's... Truly, Avengers comics lost something when they stopped doing yeah. that for Thor. I, yeah. I was going to ask, are we looking at the <laughs> font that as Guardians use in mid-20-teens, like... Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it's quite that like different, <laughs> but it's yeah, same same idea, same okay. idea, definitely. So it's oldy Englishy font. It yeah. doesn't, for example, look like runes or something. No, okay. it's more more kind of like generic fairy like tale like font. like Chaucer okay. type okay. stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna start. Do you, do you use syllabic final e now? <laughs> I I James do not know the answer to that. I don't know what that is. I've, I've amused one other player today. We can move on. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Um, okay. So, Paige Knight, you go over and, and you pick up the page. And it's it's sort of a, a cheap quality paper, but it looks like it's torn from a book. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so sometimes they have the page number and, like, the, the name of the book, like, is written on every other page kind of thing. And so you see that the title of the book is The Princess with Many Suitors. And there is a passage in there about a knight who came and was surrounded by porcupuffs on the way through the forest that is highlighted. Mm. And it's sort of a fluorescent yellow highlight. But as you kind of, you know, move the page around, sort of looking in the light, some of those flickering flecks of glittering, et cetera, glitter are like in that, in the highlighter. So we're, I'm, I'm going magic highlighter 
bringing the Porky Puffs out of a page of this of this book. Yeah, is what is this? Mm. So you have the page. Um, there's still you hear Porky Puff stuff happening behind you. It's getting lower, but what what do you do here? I think I I, I pull out I pull out my magic sword, Galvandor, which is a it's a it's a full size sword. It's maybe a little bit smaller than a than a full long sword, but it's got that kind of. It's got like a little bit of magic around it because it, so it has a little bit of that like negative black like dark saber glow mm-hmm, to it mm-hmm. because this is this is Mark the great Martin Wizard's sword that he gave with me as he before he sent me on this quest and so I think I'm going to try to like cut the page in half to hope that that the the cutting it will with the magic sword will break whatever magic is 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 bringing these porky puffs here you do that and you know you slice through it and then you see the highlighter like lose its luster and mm. the sounds of porcupuff injury, like you know, it's the silence is um, uh, conspicuous. I think as it, it sounds like all of the porcupuffs throughout the, the garbage cans have, have disappeared. Mm. And like right after that happens, a beat after that happens, the buzzer goes. That's the end of super villainy timeout. <laughs> you made it just in time. <laughs> they can resume the game. Yes, nice. perfect. All right, but I want. I want to know how you post-game this sort of thing. Like, a, a fight just happened. Gecko, you're still in uniform and costume. Do you get together? Do you debrief on this? Or is it, like, back to the game? Let's let's give the three of you sort of a, a moment together. I want to see kind of what you do. Is there, I mean, they're still, like, clearing the garbage cans, like, getting things set up, putting the right time back on the clock, et cetera. This is a little second before, before game time starts. I know what Kara would do. Kara's top priority here is to cheer for her friends. So she is going to look around to see that she's, you know, we've kept everyone safe. And unless there's an obvious danger, she's going to try to make her way down the bleachers to be close to where the team sits, like without touching anyone Mm. and just, you know, hope that they appreciate it and just support the team and figure that after the end of the fourth quarter, because in in this world, high school girls basketball has quarters. And w- women's college basketball has quarters, though, right? I'm not making that part up, right? Women's college basketball has quarters. Yeah. Okay. High school girls girls basketball used to have halves that may have changed. It may be in the process of changing. Certainly it has quarters right. in New Arcadia. <laughs> Alternate world. Just folks. so we don't get mail. <laughs> it has quarters in New Arcadia. At the end of the fourth quarter, you know, unless there's overtime, the first thing that Kara's going to want to do is is confer with, uh, you know, her hero allies and see what's going on. But she is not leaving the court while the ball is in play. She wants to see what happens. Interesting. Okay, yeah. All right. I'm going to say that you're enough of a um, Carly Moore fan. Enough of a hero, I would say, in this that the team sort of scoots over Uh and sort of Uh they they let you there again. They give you room, but they're not going to like kind of kick you off the bench. And uh, you know, Carly smiles. At you. I, I think she actually kind of had fun um, with, with that. Aww. So you're ignoring, well, not, yeah, you are. You're ignoring your, your two hero friends. For now. Yeah, for now. For now. Actually, so Gecko, what, what, what do you do? Danger is over. Eka has I, obligations. Yeah, uh, he does indeed. I think just uh, r- right after everything sort of calmed down a bit, uh, Gecko just gives a double thumbs up to everybody in the crowd and goes, go maidens! And then uh, turns to Artie and goes, so what, what happened there? I just, uh, I, I was throwing the porcupines into the trash cans and then suddenly they were just gone because you said you found a page and how did, how did that all go down? Yeah. He holds up the two pieces of the page from where he cut it in half and says, yes, I saw something nefarious happening under the, under the bleachers here and I came to see what it was. 
I wasn't able to stop the person who was skulking about back here, but I found this page of text that is that has a line about porcupuffs highlighted, and when I cut it in half, uh, they, they seem to disappear, which means there's another magic book afoot. I think uh, Gecko reaches out to take a look at the two pages and goes, so you think there's another book just like yours? If it's bringing stuff from your world, then it connects to your world as well. And why am I saying this when Kara isn't here? Where is Kara? <gasps> don't know. Didn't she be... Oh, look, I... Oh, she's by the team. Okay, whatever. Let's go over there. You can do that. Make that pass. Kara, Kara, Kara. Come on. Play defense with your feet. Play defense with your feet, not with your hands. I think Kara is just not prioritizing the team, Gecko. The super team, I mean. Can we we jog around? Like in full costume, like without it, without interrupting the game, we kind of like have to do like half (laughs) half the lap of the court to go over to where she's sitting. Uh, yeah. Does everyone want to not interrupt the game? Ah, uh, ooh, that's a good point. I think I have figured out that this is enough like a sport that I shouldn't walk in the middle of the <laughs> the field. Okay. Even though they don't have horses, no one's got weapons. It's not like it's dangerous to walk through. But I've I, I've understood that I should respect this a little bit. And and Kara cares about it. So like I'll walk around. All right. This time. I didn't always. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, lo- I, lo- I just love this image of a, like a knight in, in, in like colorful armor and a human gecko just sort of inching around <laughs> big double page spread in the issue. <laughs> Trying to look inconspicuous. Yeah. Yeah. I think that like it, at least one of the, the siren players is distracted and like misses a pass. I think she's like watching the two of you be weird. Yes. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, it's okay. a great steal. Okay, so you come around behind the chairs, you know, where the players are sort of sitting uh, and where, where Kara is sitting. You're both getting kind of dirty looks from, like, the coach and the assistant coach <laughs> of, like, yeah, okay, it was great that you saved this and all, but, like, literally, what are you doing here? We're trying to have a basketball game. <laughs> uh, and let's pick up the scene. So I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna notice that, like, my hero friends are here, and I'm just going to be like, shh, and be just like, go ahead, sit down, like, you you belong here, I'm trying not to turn into their clothing, but, like, we, there's, like, two minutes left in the game, which, uh, New York City is not the only place where high school girl, girls basketball has quarters, I just looked this up, <laughs> a lot of places change to quarters in, uh, here on Earth, 1218, uh, so it is absolutely realistic to have, uh, quarters here, and, uh, <laughs> Thank you for coming to my so... sports, uh, <laughs> Timing defense. I appreciate that. This is an edited show. We can cut all that out. Uh, you know, um, Wait, and leave out this vindication. How can I possibly? Oh no! Oh no! It's up you to got, you. You got to balance the nerdy superhero podcast with a bit of sports shop talk. You got, you, you, and it's the yin and the yang of the thing. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Look, it's a tournament this weekend. You know, it's, it's a thing. It's on my mind. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I'm just like my my goal is to have a conversation about where the porcupuffs came from and how to stop them the minute that the final buzzer sounds. And I'm just like trying to gesticulate, just like one minute, one minute, one minute. Because I think conflict is fun. I think Gecko is probably going to be pretty insistent here in, in trying to get Kara's attention. So even <laughs> though she, even though she's going like one minute, one minute, he's holding up both pages, uh, both, sorry, both halves of the page that already sliced in half, just going, Kara, come on, Kara, come on. Can, can we, can we please? It's work, work, work. Kara, come on. <laughs> sure. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. I are the pages like within can I grab the pages? Sure. I, I grab them and my hands turn to the paper the pages are made out of. Whoa. Yeah, and it's like real cheap paper. It, it's like books on demand quality paper. Yeah, I, I now have like rough 
papery, cheaply printed hands on which my fingernails and the lines on my palms appear as ink stains. Is any part of your hands highlighted? Uh, Is there still physical highlighter on the pages? Yeah, it's not magical highlighter anymore. Okay. Okay. Yes, there's some highlighting, and yeah. I think I think Gecko just takes a look and goes, "Whoa! Now that I'm looking at this blown up, this doesn't look like ancient manuscript, actually, at all." These are my hands. I mean, these, I know, are, I, these are my hands. I know, Gecko. I know they're your hands, but I meant, I meant the stuff. I'm 15. I'm not ancient. Oh, you're adorable, but <laughs> I think the assistant coach comes over and says, "Kara, can you take this someplace else, please?" Uh... Is there is there a timeout? It's the last minute of basketball game. There's got to be a timeout. Uh, no, because I also like conflict. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I think I think Artie has like is knelt down. He's taken off his helmet. He's kneeling by the thing, and he's and he says he says, "Kara, come on, we need to let's let's take this let's take this somewhere else. We have to we have to. There's there's some kind of a a, a dark wizard afoot here, and we have to to find the true villain. The the threat is not passed yet. We can't sit here and watch this basketball." I think Gecko's voice goes a little bit lower just so, like, the team, like, Artie can probably hear him, but, like, just so, like, the team doesn't hear him. Um, And he goes up closer to Kara and he's like, I'm sorry. I know you want to be here. I know you want to be a part of this, but it's game time. I'm sorry. This feels significant enough. Are you shifting? Wait, do you have influence over Kara? I don't think I do. Gecko Gecko does not. Uh, No, never mind. Rule rule how you're going to rule it. I thought I triggered something, but I don't think I do. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, this, this felt like a label shift, but I don't think you can. So I think, yeah, you don't have influence here. Is it a provoke? Oh, I think this might be a provoke, actually. Yes. You don't need influence to do a provoke. I should know that. I do. Yeah, as long as you're susceptible. Oh, I'm susceptible. Oh, yeah. No, you're a real hero. Okay. Oh, and my superior was raised earlier. Thank you very much, Artie. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Let's roll that. Mm-hmm. That is a five and a one and a one. So that's a total of seven. Okay. So, you get to choose. Either it it's the carrot or the stick. If they do it, add a team. If they don't do it, they mark a condition. This is uh, Gecko's choice. So I I, cho- I I choose if they do it or if they don't do it. Uh, okay. Add a team or marking condition. Is that correct? Yeah. I've never seen like person like player on player provoke before. This is this is new territory for me. See, it does happen all the time, and I feel like that. I I feel like often that I this is the thing I forget the most. Um, every time it does happen, but um. I think, oh, this is hard. I, I think in this case, I would like her to do it. That's going to set up more conflict further down the road for as much time as we have. So you're doing the like, if she does it, add a team? Yeah, yeah. If she does it, add a team. Yeah. All right. Are you going to do it? I'm going to do it. I am not happy about this. And honestly, I might need to mark a condition anyway, just because this sucks. And I want to see, I want to be there for Carly at the end of the game. But like, if everybody gets flattened by a supervillain, the game's going to stop anyway. So I look just super distraught, but I will, I will come with. I will come with you. I, I stand up. Yeah, I think actually what I, what I want to kind of do mechanically here is I think that, again, from the assistant coach there, like telling you to leave and, and that kind of thing, sort of the, some of the glares from the players once, once, once you became less the person around and more like this weird superhero. Yeah. Um, they're kind of collectively doing a label shift on you. Yeah, I think that's right. This is going to be a a freak up mundane down. Well, my freak can't go up. Great. Then you take a condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And my mundane is now minus two. No, no. If, if you can't, if you can't go one, because yeah, otherwise. Oh, okay. Then, okay. I think I'm insecure. Okay. In fact, I'm certain that I'm insecure. Love it. All right. But we do have a team in the pool. And yeah, so, so I'm just going to kind of slink out with, with, with you guys. And uh, you better have a good reason for this. 
And I want to just add one more thing here as as y'all are, are leaving. Gecko, who is going to be looking for Eka right now? Oh, I think almost definitely Ada um, in the chaos of the snack stand being probably shut up with porcupine quills. Okay, so she is, you kind of see her at the stand and like she's obviously like looking around for you and like whispering to people. You can sort of see like, have you seen Eka? Like she doesn't want to leave the stand, but also like she's really concerned and and and, and worried. And you, you hear her calling your name now and again. I think just under his breath, Eka goes, shit. Uh, but you did just really force Kara to do this right now. I think... I think he just has to go. I, I I don't think he could do that to Kara, if that makes sense, in the moment. And he's gonna have to he's gonna have to eat his lumps la- later, but she's never gonna know that he had to do this for her, so it's fine. It's fine. All right. So where do the three of you go to kind of to to deb- debrief here? Hmm. The weight room. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Cool. I am backing out and you're like dragging me and I'm like, that was a clear path foul. Somebody found Carly from behind. And she could have had a layup. Yeah, she's she's back in the game. Like they're trying to like make those last couple points, even though she's again one more foul and she's she's out. So we go to the weight room and um I still have a key to the weight room from when I was manager. They didn't quite fire me. They were just like, Don't come back, you're scary. <laughs> or no, it was more like, Don't come back, it's not your fault, but ugh. You're too distracting. So we're in the weight room and do you want to describe it? Yeah. So there's weights around and machines that hold the weights for you to use them. <laughs> Y'all have some pages. Uh, where, where are you going from here? I think that I, as soon as, as soon as we're out and away from people, I'm going to pull out my, my magical book again and I will find some like stack of weights or something that we can like use as a makeshift table. And Artie puts it, puts the book down and he's kind of like holding the he's, maybe he's grabbed the, one of the half of the page of the page back and he's holding it up and he's like this this does not look like it's the same paper it doesn't even look like it's the the same uh writer like from the little bits of of paper it's 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 definitely not the same material something else is going on here this is very strange i thought my book was one of a kind and he kind of like looks a little sad oh like he thought his book was special oh, no yeah and, and sort of looking over the writing like it seems not as good. It feels a little hackish and, mm. and maybe a little rushed, but it is very clearly about your world. Yeah. We have phones in this world, right? Yes. Teens in New York City have phones. Yeah, they can't go off them. They're yeah. teens, you know. I would like to get out my phone and just look up a bunch of text from the pages that my teammates have rescued to see whether like the internet recognizes the words as belonging to a book. Yeah, you uh you you put in some phrases and you find some hits on I was about to like come up with another name of for archive of our own, but I think that you know, we're just going to make AO3 canonical here. <laughs> yeah. Um it's that good. It's that important. And so there is a story entitled The Princess with Many Suitors. And it's on AO3 and it's in the Page Knight fandom, mm. which is like, there are like two other stories in this. It's absolutely tiny, obscure. There are very few hits on this book. Digging a little further, it does seem like you can get a sort of print on demand from Amazon version of this story. You know, the, the author was like, 
they believed in themselves, and you know, I they they think that's admirable um, to to put it out there to be bought. But yeah, it's it's fanfic of page night. I think Eka, who has been upside down this entire time, the minute they walked into the weight room, he just whoop, up, just upside down, <laughs> looking down at the page from 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 the roof, looking down at the phone from the roof, just goes, "Man, you get fanfic? What? <laughs> am, am I in this? Oh, actually, uh, you might not be in this. <laughs> how, it might be, you know, about us. How long uh, is it? No, it's about. I think it's about you. Is it like two thousand words so we can just read it, or is it like two hundred thousand words? Yeah, it's it's like it's like fifty, sixty chapters. Like it keeps going, but like you you can search. Do, do we all take like? Like 15 to like sit down and like go through it like do we all whip on our phones we're like okay just a quick just a quick chapter before we move on to the superhero okay just another chapter before we move okay just another i don't think that i have a phone because i don't know i don't know that i would know how to use a phone so Artie is like he's he's looking over your shoulders trying to like read whatever you're reading as you're scrolling yeah so uh just some highlights from this book again not very well written unfortunately it's mostly about Ness, actually, which is the 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 princess who you know your your friend already and like you you get it, it's like this is this isn't her personality or whatever, but it's about her and like all of these knights who are coming to wed her, and she just can't decide because she loves all of these knights, and you're like that's not what she she's by, but like she's not <laughs> that like definitely not that like early kind of thing. like it's it's yeah. the characterization is just off. You are in there very briefly, Artie. As there's like a like a buffoonish comedy scene with the page, <laughs> yeah. But for the most part, you know, very minor. That's the bulk of I think what you would get from this story, especially <laughs> at the speed that you're you're kind of going through it. Yeah, he's objecting constantly. Yeah. This would never do that. That doesn't sound like her at all. <laughs> okay, yeah, something like that happened to me once, but it's <laughs> it was, there was more to it than that. And it's, <laughs> Take it out of context. Yeah, it was out of context. So it comes across as someone who is somewhat familiar with the world, mm-hmm. but it is not the sort of the history. I mean, like your book is like literally a narrative of your actual life as you experienced it. It's, yeah. This is far from that. Interesting. We don't know if the author of this fic is also like magic highlighter or whatever person who is animating it or if they're two different people. Yeah. If we can find the author of the fic, though, we might be able to find out, but... I mean, Artie, unless you've been acting as a personal library, I doubt any, you know, I doubt most people have maybe even read your book. I mean, no offense, but like... I don't know how long my book was on this world before I came through it, so it's possible people could read it, but I think it's the only one. I would love to know how this person came to know some of my story. I leave a comment on the story on the last, the most recent chapter so that smart. just says, this is fascinating. <laughs> the author might be able to solve a real world mystery. Please get in touch if you can. And I just leave my phone number. Okay. No name, nothing about me, except my, you know, I probably have an A3 account, <laughs> mostly for BTS fic, but I just leave my phone number. So if the author checks their comments anytime soon, maybe they'll text. Okay. I think they will, um, but probably in, in a little bit uh, after this scene or so. Sure. All right. Anything else that, that you want to do or that you need to kind of cover here? How long have we been in the weight room? Well, How I mean, much of the thick have we read? Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess that it's up to you. Uh, seems like a little while. Who won? Yeah, do we hear the buzzer, go, like the end buzzer? Let's leave this one to the dice. Oh, no. Oh no! You lost. I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, you hear that? You hear the team. There's like you hear some frustrated slamming of of lockers and stuff. 
turns out it was a close game, but they could not pull it out in the end. As soon as I hear that, my head and left arm turn into the iron that the weights are made out of, and I start rusting gently. Ugh. There's a panel. All right. So I want to I want to kind of do like uh, maybe some of the more personal scenes of of what you're doing after this. So let us start. Let's start with Artie. Where do you go? <laughs> What's your life outside of uh, school? That's a good question. So I think he spends a lot of time in the public library. Okay. Just because I love the kind of like, he feels more comfortable around books. <laughs> he doesn't really get modern technology. And and like libraries are not that different from like, like even modern Earth libraries are fundamentally not that different from fantasy libraries. Like he spent a lot of time in Martin's library reading through magical texts. And like at the end of the day, a library is a shelf, like a, a room with a bunch of shelves of books. It's not that different. So it feels a little bit more at home to him. Hmm. And he's trying to like learn about how how the world is. And so I think when he whenever he doesn't know what to do, he just goes to the library and reads. Oh. I, I love that so much. So maybe he's going to find... he Now, now he understands Porky... Uh, uh, what, what do we call them? Puffs. Puffs. Porky, Puffs. Porky Puffs don't exist, but that they have like a similar creature that exists. So he's he's gone to look up porcupines to understand how a porcupine works and kind of figure out what the differences are. Okay. What, what comes of that, actually? I'm, I'm kind of curious. Hmm. I mean, I think he has, so he, like, there's probably a, there's a shelf in the library that has a bunch of encyclopedias, and, like, no one really goes and, and looks at encyclopedias anymore because everyone can just look stuff up on Wikipedia, but he's the one who, like, spends all of his time there pulling stuff out and looking things up, and so I think he just finds, like, basic anatomy, basic kind of understands, like, what is, what, where do, what, what animals are related to the porcupine, and... He's very he's very interested in learning about how things work. Like that's how he that's how he gets sucked into studying with Martin to begin with and learning a little bit of magic. And so it's it's kind of he's an avid reader, basically. Okay. I think that looking around the shelves, you you hear a noise and you look over and you see someone like like dart away. You know, you sort of very quickly out of the corner of your eyes, but you would swear that they they had this the same build and the same hair as Ness, the woman that you came to this world to find. Yeah. Ooh. What do you do? I slam this book closed and very quickly go put it back because I'm not a monster. <laughs> Martin and Martin taught you well. Yeah. Exactly. I have a lot of I have a lot of respect for books and where they go in the library. <laughs> and and then I'm gonna start to kind of like sneak as much as a a, a storybook kind of knight can sneak along the the library rows to try to find to try to see if I can find another person because I don't know if I don't know how many other people there are but I'm looking around to find if this person is has are they gone entirely or are they are they here somewhere yeah I you you look and then you hear you know there's not there's not that many people around again it's like the encyclopedia section and yeah. it's 2023 you hear like clanging as someone is running up the stairs at the end of the hallway. So you figure that's where this person went. Um, I'm going to... Hmm. You know what? Let's actually cut here. Cliffhanger. I'll give me a second to think. Yeah. Let's go to Kara. Braid. Okay. What are you doing after the game? I probably have two different group chats. One is with my teammates as I know them. 
I, I believe we established I have no idea that Gecko is Eka. Right. Gecko, would you have given me a phone number? Like for you as Gecko? Oh, yeah, okay. definitely. Definitely. He, he's got he's got a work number, quotation marks. <laughs> <laughs> and and Artie, your relation your relation to, to telephones and social media and smartphones is that you don't? Yeah. Okay. Maybe somebody, if, if we want to have a group chat that I can check in on sometimes, like I do go to the library, the, the library has computers, maybe there's like a web version of oh, totally. WhatsApp yeah, or something yeah. that I can check in on every once in a while. And he, he's not, it's not a web discord. Yeah, it's not a great way for <laughs> okay. him to like actually be contacted, but he can look at it once in a while and check. Yeah. Kara looks up to you and also doesn't know anyone else who's like, you know, under 70 who doesn't do social media. <laughs> So it doesn't really understand that this isn't a great way to keep in touch with you. So Kara is going to be like at home eating like a bowl of cornflakes and trying not to turn into the cornflakes because that happens and you drop your spoon and it's bad. And flipping back and forth and you get two panels in the comic. One of them is texting Artie and Gecko like, did you find anything else out? I'm still waiting to you know hear from the author. Just let me know if you hear anything else. I'll let you know. I'm eating cornflakes. And then, and much more active, lots and lots of words, the group chat with the, the group chat with the basketball team. And you see two panels of that. One is she's trying to participate. And the other is, except for Carly, they're ignoring her. They're just responding to one another. And it's just kind of like when you're like, hey guys. And like, they Mm -hmm. mostly just like, whatever. Oof. They're they're bitching about the refs. They're like, oh, they called all this stuff on Carly that they shouldn't have. It. And there's yeah, there's they're upset and and yeah, ignoring you. Yeah, I'm upset too. I'm like, yeah, that was it. That should have been a charge. Yeah, I'm trying. You know, all the other messages are getting those reaction emoji yep. under them, and and yours are not. Just one, just one, just like just one from Carly. Okay, only only ever Carly. She appreciates your your support. You get a text. Ooh. And it's it's from an unknown number that says, I saw your comment on my story. How can I help? I reply, I know this sounds nuts, but I live in New Arcadia where this stuff happens. And I think someone's magically animating your fic. And that's cool, but it's maybe dangerous. Can we meet up and talk about it? And then I copy the text I sent and send it to the group chat with my hero teammates. Um, so I think the response you get is, what a coincidence, I also live in New Arcadia. Then magic question mark? That sounds ridiculous, though. Shrug emoji, it is New Arcadia. And I think they say, sure, can we, why don't we go meet at a roll or two in the warehouse district? Are you free later tonight? This sounds urgent, question mark. Yes, love that place. 7.30? Um, sure. I send all of that to my hero teammates, and I'm just like, roll or two, 7.30. Yeah, actually, let's let's actually make it like li- later, because I, I mean, the, the game is probably like about 7.30 now, right after the game. So, you know, it's probably okay. like 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. Yeah, roll it, choose up and late. 9 o'clock. All right, so let's go to Eka. How do you come home? I think the minute... Or do you? <laughs> oh, he, he has to. I think the minute that uh, we sort of break off in our own directions, you get like a Ferris Bueller-esque... I'm thinking <laughs> specifically in comic art, like David Aha's Hawkeye, like the very kinetic, frenetic, like broken up into panels. Just Eka just racing across the neighborhood, like leaping over fences, like stopping to high-five people who are out on their, their lawns or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, until you see him get to this... Like this bar that is like packed with people out front. 
and there are just people all around, and he dips into a corner just out of sight, uh, you know, slips off his mask, gets his civvies back on, and just starts weaving between people, hopefully weaving between the crowd, just making his way um, through a back entrance, gets through a large kitchen where a whole bunch of people are like preparing like bar food and stuff, gets out through just like a little side door to go upstairs uh, where he lives like up in like sort of like a loft attic situation Mm -hmm. where like there's an apartment above the bar where Ada has lived for the entire time she's been in New York, Adia, and where Eka has kind of like moved in um, over the last couple months. And he's like looking around. Mm-hmm. He's super, super paranoid, really wishing he had like a gecko sense of some sort to let him know. But um, slips in up into the apartment loft and just looks around the living room. It's dark. He's assuming Ada's downstairs talking to people, working the bar. And he just slips back into his room, chucks his bag onto the onto the floor and then actually lies, hang on, lies down on the bed and then realizes that she's probably still looking for him because of the game and then bolts right up. Okay. <laughs> I was, I was going to have you roll to sneak upstairs, but yeah, if you're, if you're like, Oh, you know, you get up there, you know, you get go power up there, right? It's, it's, you know, you can, you can do it. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you realize like, Oh crap, she's looking for me. What do you do? He takes out his phone and um, he thinks for a second and then takes out the battery and replaces it with another battery in his backpack that's dead and then puts his phone. Yeah, I think when you look on it, you see a bunch of texts from her. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, I can't handle this. I'm just going to switches it out for the dead battery, puts it into his bag, takes this other battery, hides it in the shoebox under his bed and then gets into bed and acts like he's sleeping. Even though she's not there. Okay. Even though he doesn't know where she is, even though he could respond, he's like, you know what? This is going to be the cleanest way to do this for me. Wow. All right. Oh, (laughs) that is an avoidant move. I think you overhear, like, I think sort of there's a minute you you hear her, you know, call, she's walking up the stairs, climb back down to the bar, like, you know, Julie, Julie, I'll just be a minute, just be a minute. And you hear her sort of on the stairs calling, you know, like, come on, come on, pick up, pick up. And you hear the ringing and the ringing and the ringing sort of through, you know, through your closed door. She's on the stairs and you hear your voicemail message. And then you hear her start to call other people at the school. Like, have you seen Eka? Again, she was she was helping like with the snacks and stuff. So she knows some of the other teachers calling the assistant principal or whatever. Like, yeah, after that thing that happened at the game, like Eka didn't, uh, he disappeared. Like, have you seen him? I'm really worried. And you hear all of this through the closed door. I think at this point, he gets up and he's like, <laughs> and he just uh, like opens the door like he's just woken up. But he's like, oh, holy crap. Ada, did you just get home? She like drops the phone and I think she runs over and hugs you and then realizes like, okay, wait, my foster teen, that's probably like, I'm probably, that's probably a little, a little too much, maybe uh, this kind of thing. And, and so she, she breaks off the hug, but, but she says like, I'm, I'm really, I was so worried about you. What happened after those porcupine things showed up at the game? Everyone was running. I was, I I don't know what I was thinking. Where did you go? Porcupine things? (laughs) What? Eka, you were working snacks at the game, remember? And then the ball turned into like a porcupine and- (laughs) Ada, I obviously remember working snacks at the game. No, I spilled a soda on some dude and I went to help him clean his shirt. And by the time we finished, nobody was letting us back into the arena. So I just- walked home like i don't I, I don't know what happened my phone was dead so i just figured i'd wait for you to get back it, i'm sorry did you have, did you call like pest control or something like no no there were you know how some of those kids dress up there was the that poor girl kara you know she had the accident and there there was like a gecko 
person with them. I don't know where kids get these ideas. Anyway, I'm glad that you're safe because it was quite chaotic and dangerous. Oh, I mean, yeah, I'm I'm sure it was. I'm super lucky that I dodged a bullet. It's just Gecko, that guy, by the way. It's like one word, two Ks. <laughs> like, you know, like and, and Oh, is he in one of your classes? No, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know who Gecko is. I just think they're super sick and kind of kind of are attractive, you know, <laughs> makes me makes me think about things in my future. You know, don't worry about it. And you know, I, I don't really know Kara that well, but I, I know I know her, her superhero name is is Braid. So, you know, like I, I think I think out of respect for for what they do for the city, we should, you know, refer them to their superhero nomenclature. Right? <laughs> sure, you you are a new Arcadia kid, aren't you? Well, who is the knight? What's his deal? I haven't oh, seen Oh, Page him. Knight. He's the coolest out of all of them, for sure. Like I don't know. Gecko's got the costume, but like Page Knight just kind of knows the hero stuff. Like doesn't even have to think about okay. it. At least that's what they say in the news anyway, you know, when I pay attention because I'm a kid and I don't care about that kind of stuff. She says, well, I'm so glad you're safe. And I'm so glad that you have superheroes that you look up to. And I'm so glad that you're not one of them and that you're keeping yourself safe. And so this is a label shift. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> I felt that coming. I felt that coming to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Monday and up, danger down. You want it? You want to reject it? I, th- I think he was avoiding this because he knew he was just going to take it. I, I, and I will very much take that, I think. Yeah, I think those words very much hit. I now have a danger of zero. But a mundane of three. <laughs> so Okay. You're the realest gecko there is. <laughs> I think he he just sort of smiles and he goes, Yeah, you know, I just uh I just I don't want to get hurt and I don't want to see, you know, anybody else get hurt. Um speaking of which, Ada, I think um I, th- I think I may have pissed off a friend of mine tonight, like accidentally. There was some stuff that happened and she missed like the end of the game because of it. And like the stuff that happened was really important, not as important as the porcupine stuff, obviously, but it like, I don't, I'm, I'm just worried she's mad and I, uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to say about it really. Um, well, I think she, she comes up, where is there to sit in your room? Um, I think uh, actually, do you let her in your room? That's sort of, oh yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. Like there, like he has so much admiration for this woman and not just for what she's done for him, but like from what he knows of her life and what she's been through and running this bar and having had it for so many years. He, I, I, th- I think, I think, I think Eka is very simple in the way that he decorates his room. He's just got like a futon and a shelf and like just like, like a desk uh, for like homework and stuff. But if they're sitting, they're probably just sitting like right on the futon, just like almost on the ground, I guess. Okay. She sits next to you and, and, and she says, well, you know, it's, if you feel badly about the way something happened, just you should apologize. Wait until they charge up your phone and it's okay to apologize by text, I hear. Just let her know that you feel bad about it. And if she's someone who cares about you, she'll understand that. Like you've you've run the you've run the bar for like basically forever, right? Like what do you like how do you balance like having fun with like people you have to like, I don't know, like work with, right? Like how do you balance like talking about the stuff that like you know, matters separate from like, from like the job stuff. I think she says, that's a really insightful question from someone your age, Eka. And honestly, my secret has always been to keep them 
completely separate. <laughs> Fucking crap. <laughs> I have my friends that I hang oh. out with. Oh, no. But those aren't the people I hire. Like, I don't hire my friends. I can't be my friends' bosses. That doesn't work. That just gets complicated and, and, and people get hurt. And so everyone understands that. I care about my employees and I try to do right by them. But what was the name of her her partner? Do you have that? Oh, I I believe it was. Let me check. I want to say Joyce. Joyce. It was Joyce. Yes. Okay. But Joyce wasn't, she wasn't even part of the music scene around here. She taught illustration up at NOSAD and she understood. I kept it separate. And if you ever find yourself in that kind of situation, I think you should try to do the same. People will understand. I'm not here to be my employee's mom or their friend. I'm here to be their boss and they respect that. I think, I don't think he looks up but he does like smile and he goes, thanks, Ada. Um, I'll try to keep that in mind. Thank you for that softball <laughs> over the middle. That was great. I'm sorry. I definitely put you on the spot there. Yeah, like, I love it. <laughs> All right. I, th- I think after that conversation, she leaves the room. He just falls right back on the futon and does the, I am staring at my ceiling, hate my superhero life. <laughs> my heart. <laughs> yeah. And your phone's, your uh your the battery is out of your phone. Well, actually, I know your burner phone. Like, I don't I know. Mean, he's a burner battery. Burner. I like to. I like okay, to all right. Yeah. So at least that yeah, one. Yeah. You may you may get um, Braid's text. Come back next week to find out who's been writing fan fiction about Artie's world. Is that really Ness that he saw? And is it a good idea for Gecko to show his face around the warehouse district? Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss the second half of our actual play. This run, we've been playing Masks, A New Generation by Brendan Conway and published by Magpie Games. You can find more information about it on their website, magpiegames.com. Team Up Moves is a production of Fiona Hopkins and Stephanie Burt, copyright 2023. Find us on Twitter as at Team Up Moves and Mastodon as teamupmoves at dice.camp. We have a free monthly newsletter that goes out between runs, You can subscribe to that over at teamupmoves.com, as well as see guest bios and links to all of our previous episodes. Our theme music is Play by Sleepyhead. Find more of their music at sleepyheadrockband.com. Thank you so much for listening. If you get the chance, tell a friend about the show. Post it on Discord, Reddit, tweet about it, etc. Your word of mouth is the best way to help us grow. Take care, pals.